What up, everybody? My name is Ellie, and I am your host for Unashamed Relatable Messes, where I promise you we're going to have some good conversations, maybe awkward, yet still entertaining. So with all that, let's get started. Alright, what up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unashamed Relatable Messes. I'm your host, Ellie Johnson, and I'm just going to jump right into it again today. So, I recorded my testimony, and like always, afterwards, you're sitting there thinking, you're like, should I have been more vulnerable? Was I too vulnerable? Did I say the right thing? Was it me? Did it... How did that feel? How are these people going to feel? How is this person going to react? And I had to bring myself back. And I had to bring myself back as, of course, I texted Afton who helped me record the podcast. And I asked her like, hey, like, what do you think? Honest hot takes, not just Afton, other people too. And I was reminded that there is nothing I can say or do that will separate me from God's love. And God's going to use me regardless of if I say the right or wrong thing. Um, Afterwards, I kind of journaled because it's the only way for me to organize my thoughts Um, and then now I'm traveling for work and this being in a different environment and being out of my own like safe box, right? Your safe place, um, has challenged me because I, back then when I would travel, I wanted to do everything that was fun and now I'm supposed to be set apart and living a different way and yet those temptations still are there. So it's been a hard week for me in just battling battling my flesh tendencies and that's just going to that's pure honesty um and today um i went to a church and the best part about being a believer in the body of christ is that the body of christ is that it's a body and it's everywhere so you can you're you should be able to go into any church tell them that you need help and god's going to speak through them and they're going to be able to speak life into you and they're going to be able to help you because that's what we do as a body. That's as we do as a Christ family, okay? And like always, God just showed up and was everything I needed and more. Um, so today's sermon hit me hard and it was on Acts 10. And this pastor was, I would say he was a little rough around the edges. He was very funny, like he was... A little brutally honest his words weren't polished you know and um it was so refreshing it was so 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 refreshing um the biggest reminder that god has given me after sharing my testimony and going to church this week just today right in a random state that i've never heard of this church the biggest thing we have to remember is that we are man and at no point are we going to be god and you're always going to be working on trying to battle yourself, um, trying to pursue holiness, trying to look like how Jesus looked. Like you're never at any point not sinful. And yes, you can, you're supposed to repent, you're supposed to walk with Christ, but we are still living in a sinful body. Have we been redeemed and reborn and made right with God when we repent? Yes. <laughs> are we children of the Lord? Yes. But are we invincible? No. No, no, no. (laughs) And um, 
So I just wanted to share a couple things that I've reflected on since sharing and that kind of came full circle with um, this church service. So when I think of my testimony and I think of everything that I went through is that throughout the whole part, I was trying to pursue holiness, but I just kept missing the mark and I would let that set me back. In turn, I should have, instead of that, I should have been sitting in God's grace and saying, I'm still going to try, right? And God's grace is not merited, is not earned. And so that's something that's a reminder for you is that no matter how much you get it wrong, God's grace is sufficient. Just keep trying, keep repenting, keep learning, right? Because it's not an excuse to get out of jail free card. It's a, it's a conviction. The Holy Spirit's trying to tell you, hey, this is a problem. Here's how we can go about fixing this. Here's how we can go about bringing life into this versus how do we versus like the habit just staying in your life and you choosing to spiral downward. Okay? So, at the end of the day, age does not matter. Okay? I have met incredible kids at youth who are on fire and they're 12. They're 13 and they're already figuring it out and they're walking with the Lord. They're praying. They're doing all these things. And right, like I get motivated by them. I get I get on fire listening to them. So age doesn't matter. That's something I wish I would have learned. Um, willpower is important. I'm not going to say it's like required because you're not always going to have the willpower and that's where our weakness comes in and that's where God loves to work is in our weaknesses. But what I'm saying is willpower is going to be helpful and that was something for me where life didn't start to change until I said I don't have a choice but to have willpower Um, because it's not just going to everything easy isn't just going to roll over onto you. It's you have to have that mindset that you are just going to keep pushing forward, okay? Um, A big thing is lies. Um, Whether it was me lying to myself or believing lies was that the lies of culture, what music said that we are supposed to be doing, um, frankly, a lot of country music, which you think is safe, right? Um, a A lot of things that tell you that you have to live life to the fullest, um, and certain things that bring you life are needed for you to enjoy it, right? So like one of the books I'm reading right now, it's a secular book, it's um, The Unconscious Mind. And all she's doing is making it clear that when it comes to alcohol, um, we, have to, we have to understand that our unconscious minds are making decisions for us before we even think we're making that decision. And... Um, Why I bring this up is that culture, TV, music, there are a lot of things that are training how we are to respond in certain situations, and I didn't realize how heavily manipulated I was by that. That's not an excuse. That's just something to be aware of, right? Um, And that those lies, I started to tell myself, and I started to let other people believe those too when I was back then, right? Like in college when all this was going on. Um... It's, you have to understand that the enemy is out there to destroy you and kill, steal, and um, the best, the beautiful thing about a lie is that it always sounds and feels good a lot of the time, right? I'm not talking about just like 
like problems, like social problems. I'm talking about things like believing a certain thing that can get you to do anything but what you're supposed to be doing. Usually it stems from a lie, right? Like, oh, drink this, it's going to help. Or do this drug, it's going to make you feel better. Or um, yeah, go talk to him. He's He might be fun to talk to. Like these things that like, they're lies that come from somewhere and they're not good for you. So that was something that I suffered gratefully from. Hindsight 2020. Lastly is the Bible. Um, the Bible is alive. I have read this book, this Bible, which is like a library of books. I have read sections. I've read chapters. I've read sporadic. I've started the Bible so many times and then ended always probably around like numbers or, let you know, if I'm being honest, like at the end of the day, the book, no matter this book, how, no matter how much you read it, it is always going to breathe life into you. Um, so one thing I, yes, I loved watching sermons in the beginning. When I first started finding God, I would watch sermons. I would listen to podcasts, everything. But at the end of the day, when I open up the Bible and I just read, it speaks so much life into me. Even if you're just putting it on to listen in your car, um, the Bible is God breathed, right? That is a huge thing that keeps coming up for me lately is that the Bible is God breathed. The God of our universe, he put these words here for us, a little old me who's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, how do you walk the ocean and not feel so small? Yet the God of our universe wanted me to have this in my hand and read. And it connects me directly with his heart, which is incredible. And you don't have to be perfect to read the book. You don't have to understand it to read the book. You don't have to know. It's very intimidating, honestly, when you when you think that you have to know the Bible or God's mad at you and that's not right, right? Because that'll keep you from reading it or like, oh, I can't read the Bible. It's so boring. That's a lie. You're just not trying to focus. Like these things, yes, sermons are great. They help you understand. Um, I just want to encourage that the Bible is the best, the best. It is the best. Um, All right. So at the end of the day, right? Yes, I'm looking at my journal. Um, The journey, the steps, building grace, forgiveness, trials, and mistakes, all of them are filtered through grace because God, Jesus loves us, right? Holy Spirit. Everything is filtered through God's grace. Everything. And um, so now going forward to this weekend service. um, Again, I've I've just been beating myself up. I'm like, I thought... I was over these kind of like temptations. I thought that I didn't struggle with these certain things anymore. I thought that like after a baseball game, I would just want to go home and cuddle up. But no, I wanted to go out. I wanted to party. And like these old things were then like the next day, I'm like, I'm so sad because like I thought I was past this. Here's what I'm going to say. And I hope this is relatable for you. If not, I'm just like blasting myself out there but I really don't care at the end of the day God loves you and he sees you he knows your heart everything you're going through he went through every temptation you've experienced Jesus was also faced with those same things right yes and this is like sharpening for me was that today I walked into that church I didn't know anybody but I worshiped 
Like, I haven't worshipped in a long time. I almost cried. Like, I almost cried so many times because, like, even when you feel like you're righteous and you're on top of a hill and you feel like you're making all these improvements, you're still a sinner. (laughs) But you don't feel like you're a sinner until you're, now you're in these struggles again and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really a sinner. Lord, turn your face from me, you know? Does anybody else feel that way? I don't know. So couple things is that um, he goes over Acts 10, which was the catalyst of the middle ground for Jesus and the Gentiles, for the Jews and the Gentiles. And um, Peter is at, Simon Peter is at a, another guy's house named Simon. <laughs> Simon and Simon Peter. Um, and essentially that he had a dream or like he fell into a trance and then God showed him a blanket like a blanket came down on the earth and all of these foods, like all these animals and everything that in previous tradition, Jews were not able to eat. Um, And God said, get up, kill and eat Peter. And Peter said, no, Lord, like these things, like we don't eat this. And the Lord pretty much said, like, who are you to call what God, who are you to call these things unclean when God provided them for you? And if it had not been for this event, Peter, Simon Peter would not have been ready to meet the Roman centurion who loved God, right? And was following God, but was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. Simon Peter would not have had the heart to know that this man was also included and that who he was in his lineage did not disqualify him from God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus' love, right? Um, And this just hit me was that like, Simon Peter, like, throughout the Bible, he was arguably the most stubborn disciple. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever hung out with people, like, that just, like, are constantly rambling about random stuff or arguing. You're like, oh my gosh, I just need peace. Like, how did Jesus do it? How did he do it with these disciples? I Like, how did he do it? And, like, Simon Peter, who was just, like, wilding out all the time, yet... God loved him. Jesus loved him. He called him one of his favorite best friends. And I don't know. It just, it just really hit me today. And I went up for prayer after. um, And I just, this, this lady, this random lady. And I was like, I just need help. And she was like, honey, like, I won't help you, but God will. Um, And she proceeded to just speak life into me and encourage me and remind me who I was. And that um, just keeping strong and reminding you that God just wants your faith. He wants your heart, but you have to have faith. And that when you ask God for things, he's a good father. And what good father denies his children, right? And she said, like, do you have kids? I was like, no, obviously you don't have kids. She's like, well, when my kids come to me and they want something, my kids know that I'm able to do something for them. It makes me happy when they ask me for something that they know I can do and that I will do it because I love them. And she's like, your faith, when you approach God and you ask him for things that are his promises. So example, God, you are peace. I need peace. God, you are love. Help me to love. God, you are, you are my redeemer. Remind me that I'm redeemed. That these things, like he's a good father and yes, he's going to jump on that. He's not going to force his love on you. He's going to jump on that. So, breathe, Ellie. After all this, I just want to say that, like, 
after the, watching this pastor preach, who was a little rough around the edges, it was just a solid reminder in which he harped on the fact that men are men, they are not God. So do not lift him. Do not, do not put all of these preachers and everybody on a pedestal. Respect them, yes. Hear them because they're a man of God, yes. But at the end of the day, we're all men and we're all created equal. It is God who deserves all the glory. And um, this man who, again, I said before, was rough around the edges. His desire and love and passion for God were enough to remind me that this is the same for me and that I am never, what was it? It was, um, there's a portion in scripture that I was just reading and he was talking about, I'm pretty sure it was first Corinthians and Paul is talking about the fact that he might not be eloquent in speech, um, but if he did, then it would prove that it's not God who's speaking through him. Um, so I'm just going to turn there now. So it is 1 Corinthians 2, Paul's message of wisdom. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. So, I don't know about you, but that is so refreshing to hear. And this is what I'm going to leave you with. The last thing I just, the last content of this message is that do not feel like you have to be saying all the right things. Do not be feeling like you have to know your theology, that you have to like, as long as you are speaking with the Holy Spirit, as long as you are speaking, letting the Holy Spirit speak through you, he is going to show up. I can't tell you how many times I've asked the Holy Spirit to bless conversation or something, or I'm nervous, I don't know how to have the conversation, but then the second I open my mouth, Words just start coming out and they're nothing that I could piece together myself. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that before, but it is inspiring. And it's a reminder that if the Holy Spirit is living in you, that is the same Holy Spirit, that is the same God that overcame this world. And he who lives in you is stronger and has overcome this world. Um, guys, I'm just feeling extra passionate. Like I am a sinner. I am in needs of God's grace. I am no special. I am nothing special. I'm nothing more important than anybody else because honestly, every single person you pass is dearly loved and God loves and created each person. Dearly loved. Um, who am I? I am, <laughs> I am Ellie Johnson from Ramsey, Minnesota. I dropped out of college. So if anything, like if my whole testimony can come down to this last thing, this last like page, this last whatever, um, it all comes down to the fact that like I was once a sinner, made a lot of mistakes. Sorry, I just, I just ripped off my, my little Bible tab. That makes me sad. I'm going to have to fix that. <laughs> no, but I'm just, I'm a sinner. I'm in needs of God's grace. God loves me no more and no less than the person and people around me. That I am redeemed, blessed, and highly favored because I love, because God loves me. And 
I refuse to believe nothing and know nothing other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Um, God has worked miracles in my life. He has healed my wrist when it was fractured um, in one prayer. He restored my family. I have seen him heal people's backs and arms. I have... I have seen his transformation people who were living and just empty and suicidal and he has turned them into the most joyful people um and if there's anything that can come out of my testimony is he did it for me and he can do it for you you just have to have faith you have to try you have to love you have to be open right because you can't have construction without deconstruction and um God is so good and he loves you so much. He's never stopped loving you. He's never stopped searching for you. He's never he's never going to let up. He's never going to stop. He's going to pursue you like a gentleman until the day you die. Because you were made when the when you when he created the universe, you were a thought in his mind. And at the end of the day, that's all you need. That's really all you need is just remember who God is. If you don't know who God is, just start somewhere. And don't be surprised that God's going to put the perfect things right in front of you. Um, as always, I am done. Um, but I'm praying for you. I sincerely hope you enjoyed this message. I am so thankful that God has even let me produce this many episodes it is not me who's doing this. I did not want to do a podcast because I'd much rather not have my voice and life just like out there. But as always, just be open and just enjoy the ride. So anyways, I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you on the flip side. Deuces. I got you, yeah.